Hi, I'm Neve Ennis, transformation coach and host of your Tough Love Energy podcast. I work with women just like you who want greater clarity on where they are going in life. Together, we restore your confidence, we rebuild better boundaries, and we reconnect you with who you are deep inside. Using mindset, spirituality, and pure practical advice, I guide you and I equip you with all that you're going to need to bring about change in your life. We get you to that place to believe, to see not only that change is possible, but that it is entirely possible for you. What you're changing doesn't matter. What matters most is that you give yourself permission to do just that. So without further ado, let's jump right into this week's episode of Tough Love Energy. Welcome to this episode of my Tough Love Energy podcast. Now, today I'm talking about a subject that I I wrote about this subject quite recently and had an enormous reaction to it. And basically it is to do with noticing, observing and really paying attention to the signs that it might be time to let a friendship go. Now, I'm sure that it was the people pleaser in me being a recovering people pleaser. But for most of my life, I believed that the more friends I collected as I moved through life, the more it would equate with me feeling more loved. It wasn't and it didn't. The experience of a decent amount of grief and abandonment had resulted in me feeling more than a deep desire to gather as many friends as possible. And this was solely to ensure that I would never be left fully alone again. Now, you can almost feel the air of desperation, can't you, when when I talk about the me back then. And I'll admit that I cringe inwardly when I think about it now and when I think about my behaviour, but I can still recall, honestly, viscerally still recall the terror of an unanswered phone call or a read but not responded to text. I was intense and I was very needy. I'm quite sure that in my attempt to draw people closer to me, to draw my friends closer to me, that I was in fact pushing them further away. I am absolutely certain of that. So I do feel a certain amount of pride to be in a position now to write this now, to talk about this now with a genuine feeling of the before and the after. And I recognise that part of myself that was really broken, that was very lost. And I see her now from a wonderful place of strength and self-belief. And that really, really makes me feel so proud. If you wondered what not being able to love yourself could look like, that version of me then was a pretty close representation. Back then, I had such a skewed view of friendship. For me, friends validated me. They made me feel wanted. They made me feel important. They made me feel needed. And they made me feel more than a little lovable. I did everything I could to become indispensable to them. I tripped over myself trying to help them out so that they would never want to leave me. I proved my worth over and over and over again to them. 
But you can imagine what all of this does to a person. You get so busy focusing on the needs of everybody else that you completely abandon yourself in the process. And this last decade has taught me so much about myself. And as I've grown and as I've done the work and as I've stretched myself and pushed myself and challenged myself, I've learned loads. I see the good in me. I even at times have spotted the great in me. And the interesting outcome is that now I'm only interested in investing my time and my energy in friends that can see that in me too. Letting go of friendships is hard. Let's not pretend otherwise. At some point, you may feel that you and a friend maybe just don't connect anymore. You might find that you have a lot less in common or even feel that they're treating you differently and are taking from your life rather than adding to it. And similar to a romantic relationship, you might know that it's no longer working for you. But different to a romantic relationship, when the time comes to end it, to break up, it can be next to impossible to do. So ask yourself, what does a good friendship look like for me? How do I feel when I'm part of a good friendship? What matters most to me with the friendships in my life? What do I cherish most about the friends in my life? For me now, it's about giving and receiving support. It's about holding the space to listen and yet also being heard. It's that connection that when you're with them, you can be fully, utterly and authentically yourself. They get you, but most importantly, they don't try to change you. Good friends are those who make your heart sing. They inspire you to be better. They should energize you and they should make you laugh. You must always be able to laugh. We as humans crave connection and we just want to build a network around us. We may have different groups of friends that serve different purposes and that can be a really positive thing to have. But the reality is that sometimes friendships just change. Letting friendships end or even letting them fade away can be so challenging. But keeping a toxic friend in your life can also be quite damaging. In the long run, it's much better to cut the ties and to find people who truly appreciate and support you as you are right now. So maybe these signs, these five little indicators might point to whether you have a friendship that might need consideration of letting go. So one, for example, one, they're dismissive of your feelings and opinions. Do you have friends who are dismissive of your feelings and your opinions? Now, no friendship and no person is perfect. We know that. But you should always feel free to be able to air your concerns when one of you feels hurt or needs to address a problem. If you find you're not able to do this, then it's pointing to a problem within the friendship. If you're told that you're wrong, if you're told you're too sensitive or even that you're overreacting. This gaslighting behavior, and I don't use that word lightly, but that's what this is. This is gaslighting. You need to reflect upon that. A good friend in comparison may not always agree with you on certain things, but they will always listen to your side and your point of view. They'll just care about your feelings and your opinion. 
And that's what we're always looking for. A second sign might be that the friendship is consistently one sided. If deep in your heart, you know that it's you who's doing all the running. If you're the one that's always expected to be available, to be there to listen to their woes, to do things for them. But when you need them, you're met with silence. Do you truthfully or honestly feel taken advantage of? Do you feel they take your good nature for granted? And yet whenever you need them, they're nowhere to be found. What's this telling you about the friendship and what is it telling you about them? Number three, you have little or nothing to talk about. Now, sometimes friends drift apart. It honestly can be that simple. It may be because your life circumstances are changing. You're just in different places in your life. Your priorities are changing in your life. You've more responsibilities in your life or you just simply have less in common. If there's nothing for you to talk about anymore, if you don't have that common ground, it may be a sign that your friendship as you knew it has come to an end. Now, this may just require taking a step back for a little period of time, not making any big announcements, but acknowledging that for now your life is taking you in different directions and it's okay to do this. It doesn't mean the friendship is dead. It just means it's dormant for now. Point number four, they're put out when you say no to them. Do you have friends that get put out when you say no to them? And of course, there are going to be times when you find yourself having to say no to your friends. It might be regarding weekend plans or doing them a good turn, and it may not always be easy to say no. It's very telling to see how they react when you do. Do they attempt to make you feel guilty? Do they refuse to take your first answer and try and talk you around? Watch if they make your decision all about them and see that selfish reaction just for what it is. Now, in these instances, I'm not talking about a once off. I'm talking about a pattern of events. And the final point, they make you feel worse and not better. Now, the whole purpose of friendships is having your very own little support team who allow yourself to be yourself, who you can laugh with, who you enjoy life with and who help each other always to be the very best version of themselves. If we don't have that, then why bother? Our friendships should, by definition, make us feel better. But if you find that every time you've been with a certain friend or a certain group of friends, you're feeling much worse afterwards, then you really need to explore why this is happening. Ask yourself, is this serving me? And then really honestly, truthfully listen to the answer. My friendships mean the world to me. And while I have a lot less of them now than I used to, I am so blessed with the ones that I do have in my life many of whom I've known for over 30 years. They've watched me go through so many changes in my life. And and honestly, while I might not be recognisable as the friend that they first met all those years ago, the friendships still feel very familiar, very safe and very loving, which is all I could hope for. So choose your friends wisely. Approach your friendships with compassion in your heart for them and for you. 
when it's time to move on, when it's time to release, wish them well in your heart. Like just send out the intention to the world that you wish them well and then just let them go. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Oprah, which to me sums up the wonders of friendship. And it's this. Lots of friends want to ride with you in the limo. But what you really want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. So I will see you next week for some more tough love energy. Have a good one. So thank you so much for joining me for today's Tough Love Energy podcast. I really hope that you found it useful. I would absolutely love to know and to hear what your takeaways were from this episode and all the other episodes as well. So come and find me on Instagram. My handle there is at one Neve Ennis or on neveennis.com. Let me know how it's helping you get tougher with yourself on going after what you want, what you desire, what you need. And also let me know how it's helping you be gentler when you get there. I'd also love if you went over and subscribed to the show on your favorite podcast platform, not from an ego perspective, I promise you. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave me a five-star review, what this means is that more people will get to hear it. So I'll be able to get this podcast and all my other podcasts in front of the people who really need to hear it. Also, just to let you know that I've developed a quiz just for you that's going to help you identify which kind of people-pleasing type you are. Now, knowing this or having this information is really useful. I believe that I understanding our people-pleasing tendencies is at the core to helping us remove some of the things that are blocking us or getting in our way. So once you know what your people-pleasing type is, it's very helpful because it teaches you how to get past it, how to manage it. And I'll also be giving you some tools and guidance and mantras and affirmations to do just that. So I'll put the link in the show notes below here, but you'll also find it on nevenis.com forward slash quiz. Thank you and speak to you soon.